0: Show here on 1700 KBGG. Uh, For the next two hours, we will talk to you about the world of sports and localize it as best as we absolutely can. Uh, Scheduled to join us, Eric Heft, the uh, color analyst of Iowa State. Of course, Iowa State begins their Big 12 tournament tonight. They are the late game uh, down in Kansas City, taking on Texas. Texas has beat them both times that they have played this year. Uh, We'll see. Uh, Can Iowa State extend their stay in KC? 8.30 tip-off tonight for that one. Eric Keft, hopefully... Uh, here momentarily. Uh, Also coming up on the program today, well, it's Wednesday. That means David Kaplan is going to join us. A lot of Cubs talk with Cappy. I'm assuming that'll be the main talker uh, with Cappy. The Bears making some moves with their tags, et cetera. So that will come up. And the the Bulls uh, may be tanking, seemingly. Uh, So, Eric, uh, we will talk to David Kaplan about 1220. Um, In the 1 o'clock hour... We will hear from Chris Cotillo. We're going to do some baseball. Off we go to spring training with Chris Cotillo. Oh, I miss Shelby Mast, our bracketologist. He joins us. Who needs to win tonight? Is it, uh, uh, are there games out there that are going to matter as far as the brackets? I would assume that being the case. Potentially two of them uh, in Kansas City, Oklahoma. Oklahoma State is Oklahoma. Do they need to win to get in? The way their season is going, a lot of people believe that that is exactly the case, and then likewise with Texas and Mobamba won't play. He is the color analyst for Iowa State. Our friend Eric Heft joins us for a few minutes. Eric, I'm solo. Trent's making his way back from Wells Fargo. He we had the Valley game early over North Scott. Valley victorious as they move on. But how are you, Eric Heft? I'm good. Hey, it's cold here in Kansas City too. What's going on? Yeah, that hasn't been always the case. I mean, last time, both times I've been there, it's been gorgeous. Yeah, uh, just a wonderful month of March. Well, hopefully things will uh, go Iowa State's way tonight, and maybe that warm air can move in uh, in time for Thursday. Um, I guess I want to start with you. Just the, get do you get the sense, Eric, that uh, that the uh, cyclone nation will make their way down um, to the power and light district? As you well know, I don't have to tell you they just take over that or have over the last few years. I have a feeling um, that comparatively speaking, you know, a, a, a ten seed in a conference um, normally wouldn't get the fan. Uh, the the fan base going down in the numbers that I believe Iowa State will tonight. Um, they'll be well represented.
1: Oh, I think so. I mean, it's going to be a little bit <clears throat> a little bit fewer, I'm sure, just given the fact you're playing Wednesday. It's easy to make a lot easier to make a long uh, weekend out of it, starting on Thursday. But there'll be it'll be uh, it'll be quite a few Iowa State fans there, I'm sure, and and obviously it's going to need all the help they can get playing a Texas team that really has a lot to play for.
0: Yeah, they really do. I, I think they're one of those teams on the proverbial bubble. They need this one. And if they're going to get this one, it, it, by the sounds of things, everything I read, Randy Peterson, his column, et cetera, today, uh, the the, uh, the the advanced stuff on com sounds like there's going to be no Mo Bamba tonight.
1: Well, that's every indication we get. But, I mean, at the same time, they say it's a game-time decision. But I know, uh, based on what he said, he doesn't expect to play. So. Right. If he doesn't expect to play, you know, and you're a a top five pick in the NBA draft, I I don't think uh, I don't think Shaka Smart's going to push it too hard.
0: No, I'm with you. Hey, how much does uh, Cam Lard miss Solomon Young? Oh, it's not just Cam. I mean, everybody
1: misses him. But the fact you know, one of the things that Solomon brings to the table every game, you know, when he plays, is that physical toughness inside. And Uh if you look, Iowa State has had him guard the opponents, he, he guarded Mo Bamba. I mean, he guarded uh, Azubuque. I mean, he needed his strength and it allowed Cam to really be kind of a free safety at times. I think that's one of the reasons why he was able to be so high in the league and block shots, more more so on health defense rather than, rather than being a guy who's trying to block his opponent's shots. So, yeah, Cam misses him for sure, but this whole team really misses him. One thing Solomon... Always brought to the table was a toughness, mm-hmm. and that I don't think it is in long supply on this Iowa State team.
0: Yeah, I think his uh, his absence is um, not not overlooked, but I don't think his impact is um, may, maybe gets the attention that he deserves. I mean, he doesn't fill up the score sheet night in and night out, but when I watch him play, it's it's the little things, kind of what you're describing, Eric, that he really brings to the floor.
1: Yeah, and, and literally to the floor. He's the guy diving on the floor for loose balls. I mean, he. Even though he's maybe our strongest guy, I mean he he, he leaves it out there every game, and you know, it's been a heck of a loss. But it, he's such a quiet guy, but I, he's one of those guys who I think is a leader by example. And you know, I, I think it's definitely missed not only the production he gives you and the ability that you know to make that fifteen foot jumper, you know, in the short corner or the free throw line, uh, but the toughness of everything that he he portrays when he's on the court. Uh, that does really miss.
0: Mm. Well, uh, speaking of toughness, every time I watch Osekowski, I, I get that same feeling that that's kind of his game. Who, um, is he, you know, with, with Bamba not being there, is he the one matchup, maybe, that, uh, uh, that Coach Prom is going to have to try and come up with an answer? He was really good, as you recall, uh, when Texas <laughs> made a visit to, to Hilton, the game that went into overtime. Uh, but, but he's a nice player, Eric. Who, uh, what, what kind of game plan will they have to try and stop him tonight?
1: Well, he's really taken a ton of threes. He's taken more threes than anybody else on their team uh he's a decent three-point shooter, not a great three-point shooter, but he's hurt Iowa State in both games, especially at Ames when he made seven threes. I think he came in at like 22%, 23% and knocked down seven. Yeah, you have to really account for him outside. And sometimes that that's a matchup that's tough if Cam is covering him. But I expect Cam is going to be on... Uh, it, it is going to be on Jericho Sims who will replace Mo Bamba, mm-hmm. and they'll put uh, probably Zoran Kali would be the guy, maybe Jeff Beverly, uh, depending on how they go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've got to make sure they don't give him clean looks from the perimeter. You know, he's not a great inside guy. However, Beverly at six five trying to cover him, they may post him up. So I think he can be an inside outside weapon for Texas that definitely will create problems. And Iowa State has to do a better job on him. Than they did the first two outings. Mm.
0: Lindell Wigginton uh, continues to, uh, to to really open some eyes and. You know, I, I think that, you know, when you, when you talk about all the point guards in the conference, I, I get it. I mean, there's some veteran guys and there's that kid in Norman uh, that are going to get most of the attention. But seemingly as the season gone, has gone on, I think the appreciation uh, of, of Lindell Wigington is, is finally starting to, you know, you're starting to hear more of it than maybe you did early in the season. Uh, Lindell Wigington's season's been terrific.
1: Uh, He's had a great year. You know, he's not a natural point guard. He's learning on the fly, uh, but he's really making strides there. I think the single most underrated thing about Lindell has been his competitiveness on the defensive end over the last maybe 10, 12 games. If you look at his games against Trey Young, I mean, you can make a case that he outplayed Trey in both of those games. I mean, he defended him very well. And you can say the same exact thing about what he did to Keenan Evans. Evans was not really a big factor, even in Lubbock, when Texas Tech won, and he dominated him in Ames. So I just don't think he gets enough credit for what he does at the defensive end, and I think that's a sign of a guy who's a really competitive person uh, man, you can never have too many great competitors out on the court at one time.
0: No, no doubt about that. Zoran as his minutes have gone up. Uh, he's kind of like that uh, that Swiss Army knife, I think, when I watch him play. He's got a little bit of a lot of things going on, Eric. He really does, uh, and and he has been... You know, as as the injuries have taken their toll on this team, and he came back from his in his own right. Uh, as he's got more comfortable, the calendar turns from January to February. That Swiss Army knife uh, has been noticeable every single night.
1: You know, he's so versatile. I think that's maybe his greatest strength. You, know, you mentioned Swiss Army knife. <clears throat> that's <clears throat> a, a great comparison. Uh, you know, one of the things that he brings is his ability to defend multiple positions. Now he's not going to. He's not going to be a great post defender against a power guy, but he can defend the stretch fours. And he. we've even seen him at times defending point guards. So one through four, he gives you flexibility to maybe try to shut somebody's water off who's really got it going. And, mm-hmm. and he's, been, he's, been, uh, he's been really solid. And I think his decision-making on offense has really improved, and he's really kind of found his sweet spot, slashing into the paint, and then making a good decision or you know, making that little 7-, uh, 8-foot runner that he's really good at.
0: Uh, I, I saw your picture last night, the, the Big 12 broadcasters uh, dinner. <laughs> night. That's really good that you guys get together like that. Leads me to a question uh, about uh, Woody Durham. Uh, I, I know that uh, you guys cross paths uh, with him. Uh, what a great career, and um, you know, the, the voice of North Carolina silenced.
1: Yeah, I mean he was—he's a legend uh, yep. for sure he, in the industry, and a guy that well, has been a mentor to many people. I didn't really know him personally; I met him mm-hmm. a couple of times. Yep. Uh, but but I've heard him a lot, you know, in the days now of satellite radio. You know, he, he got got to be able, over the past 15 years or so, you, you get to listen to a lot of different guys, and I, he's certainly one that I enjoyed listening to.
0: Uh, if Iowa State's going to win and advance to play Thursday, and they would take on what, Texas Tech, correct? The winner gets Texas correct. Tech. Uh, what, what are they going to have to do tonight? What's the biggest key in your mind to this game tonight if Iowa State's going to win?
1: I think it's, it comes down to you know uh, taking care of the basketball, number one. I think Texas is one of the top two or three defensive teams in the league, and they've got to make sure they get good flow on offense. And if they can get good flow, I think, and well, they knock down the three-point shots. You know, the games where they haven't shot the three-ball well have not really gone well. It's such an important part of what Iowa State does right now. But I, I think either Texas or Iowa State, the team that can get the most clean three-point looks, uh, it can go a long way. And the other thing for Iowa State, obviously uh, Donovan's got to play well. Mm-hmm. But Cam Large had a couple of games where he hasn't been knocking down those shots, those follow shots that were all falling earlier. and They've just kind of spun off. Cam has got to have a big game stat. He's going against Jericho Sims, who's a really good player, another freshman, Uh, but there's a difference uh, between him and Mo Bamba. Although, if you look at Cam Lard's numbers against Bamba, the two games, uh, (laughs) they're almost identical Mm. uh, stat lines. 34 points and 28 rebounds and 33 points and 28 rebounds in the two games combined for the two, uh, almost the same number of block shots. Cam has to really bring that. He has to think that he's playing against Mo Bamba tonight because when he's playing against the best bigs, that seems to be when he plays his best. I mean, great games against Ozabuke and Bamba. Uh, he needs to he needs to really bring it tonight and finish. Uh, I don't really question his energy, but you know, I think that's big. But you know, for Iowa State, to be honest, I mean, each of these teams right now have seven guys that are really going to play. Uh, which one which one can have have maybe that sixth or seventh guy step up. And make some plays, you know, for Iowa State, you know, uh, the bench the bench is so short. But, but can Terrence Lewis, after a couple, two or three really good games, uh, can he pop back and knock down two or three beyond the arc? I mean, little things like that can sway the balance because I think these teams, you know, are not that far apart right now in terms of they're both missing key components. Uh, the thing that concerns me, everybody says <clears throat> that all the pressure's on Texas. And the thing is, that can be a good thing uh, or a bad thing, depending on how they deal with it. You know, they've been in a lot of close games. They've played seven overtime games, you know, so they're pretty tough down the stretch. Just came off a, a big overtime win over West Virginia to it keep sure their did. hopes alive. Uh, but for the most part, you've you got to find ways. Uh, they're gonna They're going to lay it all on the line for sure. Iowa State has, even though they're not playing for as much, they have to be as committed as Texas is to win this game, but I think they got a real shot. I mean, I think it's uh, maybe a Texas two or three point favorite. I think they're probably six, but I think to be honest, I think it's a two or three point game if Iowa State brings it. Mm-hmm.
0: Donovan Jackson, would it surprise you if he hits a big shot down in Kansas City?
1: Absolutely not. I'm all for it too, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, you know, everybody talked. I wasn't. I wasn't there. I hadn't gotten here yet. Uh, but everybody has been talking, and not just. Uh, uh, Jared Stansbury and some of the people at Cyclone Fanatic uh, about how much fun it looked like Donovan was having in practice. I got comments from some of the Big 12 broadcasters last night that all the same thing. So, so that could be a good sign for Iowa State too.
0: No, so No doubt about it. Eric, thank you. Appreciate it. Enjoy Kansas City. I hope it's. Uh, hope it's a long stay for you and Cyclone Nation that will make their way down there. Thank you, Eric Heft. Appreciate it. Uh, always, always appreciate it. Again, Thank Good to talk to you. Eric Heft. Color analyst, Iowa State, basketball and football. Iowa State, Texas tonight. Two big games in the Big 12. NCAA term. Oklahoma State, they're playing for the tournament lives tonight. They knock off the Sooners? Who knows? Texas has to win. Kansas City, fun place tonight. ESPN will have all the coverage. We'll come back with David cappley's brought to us by our friends at Heartland Flags. Heartland Flag Bowls on Twitter. Cappy, coming up next. Ken Miller Show. Trent will join us. Whenever he gets back from the well. Till then, Jacob Beals is producing, doing a fine job at that. The pride of Sheridan. We're back with uh, David Kaplan on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Bill Ryder. It's nice to be talking to the home
2: crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right on you. 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker, 1700 KBGG.
3: Hey, honey. I'm going to the chicken coop to watch the tournament.
2: Oh, wait a minute. Our team didn't make the tournament.
4: Yeah, but, you know, my second favorite team did.
3: Oh, really? And who's that? Um... um. The- Let me guess. You're in a pool again, aren't you? A couple
2: of them. Yeah. Gotta go. Bye. It's tournament time, baby. No need to flip channels to watch the game. The Chicken Coop has all the games from every network on every TV. The Chicken Coop. Serious about food. Serious about the tournament.
4: This is March Madness. Eight seconds left. He's at midcourt. He's with his legs with his dribble. Little hesitation. His three with two seconds left. No good. The rebound by Bell, And that's the ball game. Oregon will advance to its second straight Elite Eight. From buzzer beaters to upsets and Cinderella stories, last year's tournament had it all. Here, Westwood One's exclusive coverage of this year's NCAA tournament
2: right here.
5: State Farm agents
2: get what's important to you, even in a deafening crowd.
3: Boy, that's what I'm talking about!
2: So my... State Farm insurance helps protect you from many common accidents? Yes! Don't worry, I know what my man CP3 needs! What are you doing? Does this guy... No, this guy does not count as a common accident!
4: Woo! That's the
6: way, baby! Can we... Switch seats? Of course!
2: Get an agent that gets you. State Farm. Here to help life go right. Get a true cinematic experience right on your laptop with the Dell XPS 13, powered by 8th Gen Intel Core processors and featuring new Dell Cinema technology. With Dell Cinema, you'll get incredible color, immersive sound, and smoother streaming so you can bring all your binge-worthy shows to life. Because if it's made for a cinematic experience, it's made for Dell. Get up to $200 off select PCs with Dell Cinema. Visit Dell.com or call 1-800-BUY-DELL. That's 1-800-BUY-DELL.
4: There you are. I've got great news. When you use your Capital One Venture Card to book and pay for a room on Hotels.com slash Venture, you'll earn 10 miles for every dollar you spend at thousands of hotels. Doesn't that sound amazing? It does. Just like the smooth jazz in this hotel lounge. Wow, Captain Obvious. I didn't realize you were such a jazz fan. I have two loves in my life. This deal and the jazz tuba. <laughs> Clearly,
5: it loves you right back. What's in your wallet?
4: Offer available through January 2020. Capital One Bank USA
5: Online washersystems.com. Texas Roadhouse will be hosting their annual luncheon benefiting Special
0: Olympics Iowa on Thursday, April the 5th at participating locations throughout the state. Come anytime between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. to join Special Olympics for a free lunch served by local law enforcement. The organization and officers just ask that you make a donation to Special Olympics when you stop in. Lunch includes pulled pork, a side roll, and a choice of tea, pop, or water. Texas Roadhouse is a longtime partner of Special Olympics Iowa. All donations made during the luncheon will go to support athletes with intellectual disabilities disabilities in Iowa. Participating locations include Ames, Urbandale, Cedar Rapids, Cedar Falls, Coralville, Davenport, Sioux City, Council Bluffs, and Dubuque. Bring the entire family for a tasty meal and great atmosphere, all in support of Special Olympics Iowa. I know, I know, I know. You picture a flag flying
4: and it's almost always against a clear blue sky on a sunny summer day, right? Well, it doesn't have to be.
6: Flag guy here. Nothing wrong with a flag flying in the middle of winter. Your favorite team's colors would do well to break up the bleak, cold time of year. Besides, with the football playoffs, basketball
0: getting great, and spring ball just around the corner, it's a great time to fly your flag. Shop Heartland Flag Poles and Flags, 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines, or take free shipping when you shop online at heartlandflags.com.
4: Villaggio Italian restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you.
7: tax time. Not all tax firms are the same. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Not only am I a tax pro, but a certified financial planner as well. We can discuss tax savings ideas and financial services when we meet. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. Give us a try. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. Advantage Financial and Tax Services. Back to
2: Iowa's only local sports show over your lunch hour. Here's
0: Ken and Trent. KPGG, Trent making his way back from Wells Fargo Arena. Valley has won. If you're a Valley Tiger graduate or fan, or a fan of the CIML, they knocked off North Scott. Uh, we'll get an update from all the college, or the college, the high school uh, tournament basketball at some point before we get out of here at 2 o'clock. HeartlandFlags.com make it possible for us to talk to Cappy each and every week. This one is no different. Cappy Ken, how are you, David Kaplan? What's up, Sparkles? How you doing? I'm good, buddy. So where are you going? You've got, you've got to work tonight. Well, tell, tell the audience what you're up to.
6: Yeah, I'm on a flight here at 3.05. I'm going to Washington, D.C., and I work start tomorrow. I do eight games in two days. I've got the Atlantic 10 tournament in Washington, D.C., so looking forward to that. And then I'm done with uh, basketball, and then I turn my attention to spring training next week.
0: Yeah, very nice, Cap. Uh, how many Atlantic 10 games have you done this year? After
6: I get done with the tournament, it'll be somewhere around twenty.
0: Okay, so you're pretty familiar with the conference. Uh, give us an idea what uh, you know. What you're looking for once uh, once you get down to uh, to Washington, as far as is there a team that's lurking, maybe in the middle of the pack that could jump up and steal a bid? I would
6: think it's one of three teams will win this tournament. That will be the favorite, top-seeded Rhode Island. Rhode Island, Island sure and then it will either be St. Bonaventure or Davidson. I will be surprised if someone else in this field could string together enough wins to be the tournament champion. You know, Duquesne's had moments where they look pretty good. Mm -hmm. St. Joe's has gotten healthier. They've had moments where they look pretty good. I just don't see, you know, George Mason, St. Louis, LaSalle, Fordham, Richmond, VCU. I don't see any of those teams being able to pull it off for the entire weekend. I'll tell you, it's one of the top three.
0: Gotcha. Cap, uh, you Darvish made his uh, Cubs uh, debut yesterday. Uh, got, I, I guess, a case of nerves, even though it's spring training. Kind of had a rough first inning, but then settled down very quickly. Um, you know, From the people you've talked to, what was their report on you Darvish's?
6: Yeah, they were thrilled the Cubs were, how he threw the ball. Uh, didn't give up a hit and struck out four, did throw two wild pitches, but you know, they said he was working on some things. He's not trying to mix in all his variety of pitches yet. You know, I think that's the untold story that the average fan doesn't get to hear. I remember talking with Kyle Hendricks last year at spring training, and I said, yeah, well, you know, what happened yesterday didn't look like you had your best stuff. He said, I only threw fastballs. Mm-hmm. I went into that start. I said, I'm only going to work on my fastball. No one cares if you win or lose in spring training," he said. And "Then I'll have a start where I'm only going to throw breaking balls or changeups," he said. "So I won't keep anybody off balance with a fastball. So guys will do that." John Lester said he had a start where he only threw curveballs. That's it," <laughs> he said. And "Eventually they went, okay, that's what the game plan is today, and they whacked it." And he goes, "I didn't care that they hit it. I just wanted to be able to get the feel back for the pitch. So, so that's you know kind of the untold story." But Darvish yesterday had really good stuff, and then Brandon Morrow said after the game, look, I know it's spring training, but he's tired of hearing that the World Series, he got pounded and this and that, and he wanted to stick it up there, you know what?
0: you know speaking of the, the the world Series when it gets got pounded the tipping the pitches became a, a big talker and I think you and I have discussed it at some point when they were in on the U darvish sweepstakes uh what what have they figured out as to is to avoid doing that in the future cap what's what was his tell and what will they do differently
6: well here's the funny thing so he was asked after the game and he, normally he's got a translator there but The media that are around there all the time, and I look forward to developing a relationship with him Mm -hmm. when I get out there, he has said yesterday, I haven't even addressed the pitch tipping yet. I'm just trying to build up my arm strength, get my feel back for my pitches, and then in the next couple weeks is when we'll address on tape and man-to-man with Jim Hickey, here's how we're going to alleviate that. But he said right now, I'm not going out there – and we're working on, well, did you lift your shoulder? Did you grip the ball different? Did your elbow come up? Did your glove get a little tighter? He said, I haven't even looked at that yet. So I thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah, it is interesting. What's been the story so far of spring training for the Cubs? Uh, I guess the search for the leadoff guy
6: would be one, and Ian Happ's been really, really it good. sure has. Uh, and then I think probably the biggest story has been the body of Kyle Schwarber. You know, he has gotten a ton of weight off. But he's a different athlete. He just looks different. He moves differently. So, you know, is that going to make him a gold glover? Theo said, yeah, if you get good odds in Vegas, go bet that. Because, <laughs> you know, that's not going to work out that he's going to be a gold glove outfielder. But I think he has a chance to be a much more impactful player because he can run better. And he feels like, he said to me this winter, you got to remember something, dude. He goes, a year ago, I was still rehabbing. It's true. Seven months out from a blown ACL and multiple ligament tear, he said, yeah, I hit in the World Series, but that's all I did. But he said, now this winter, he said, I trained as a baseball player. Doesn't have that big bulky brace on. So he feels like this is really a shot for him to get back to being a baseball player.
0: Mm. Cap, with the uh, with all the talent, you mentioned the spring that Hap is having, Schwarber's body being different. Help Elmora with an unbelievable circus catch yesterday. Uh, there's only so many spots to go around for all this young talent, Cap. And, and if Hap is... You know, uh, tearing the cover off the ball at the top of that lineup, I would assume that he maybe get more starts than normally or, or throughout the winter months that maybe they had penciled in for him if there is such a thing as doing that in the winter, kind of playing mind, uh, you know, messing with it in their minds maybe. But help us out with this outfield because i got to think Jason Hayward's going to play a bunch because of his contract. You've got Zobrist. He's got to be in the mix out there. How's this going to shake out?
6: Um. Uh... I think if Ben Zobrist is healthy, that he's going to get the lion's share of opportunities when he plays to be the leadoff guy and Albert Almora be a leadoff guy. He's certainly an elite defender. The catch he made yesterday where it came up bloody and looked like he almost broke his nose. That catch was incredible. spectacular. He's going to get opportunities. But when Ian Happ's hitting the way he's hitting, he's got four home runs. He had another double yesterday with a home run uh, this week. You've got to give him every chance to prove he can't be an everyday player. Jason Hayward's got $145 million left on his deal. I understand that. Mm-hmm. And I said on my radio show, I guess because of his contract, he's going to play. But the other big question is, it's just, isn't it a sunk cost? It's not like, well, we don't play him, we don't have to pay him. you got to pay him either way. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to win a World Series and he is a detriment to that, then you use them as a defensive replacement, a spot starter, and just go, we make a lot of money, and we made a bad signing. It didn't work out the way we hoped. It is what it is. So even Theo makes mistakes. Nobody is perfect. So that's how I think this shakes out. They're going to give Hayward every chance to try and play. But if you look up and it's June 1st and he's hitting two oh seven. He's not going to be in the lineup.
0: Uh, Is Kyle Hendricks more likely to be Kyle Hendricks 2016, where he was unbelievable? He was still good last year, but he wasn't 2016 good. I know he's. I I read that maybe at the Athletic that he's worked on his new grip for the for his uh, curveball. What kind of year do you expect from Hendricks?
6: I expect him to have a really good year. He had a great winter working out. I saw him every day at this health club in Chicago that I go to every day. I saw Kyle Hendricks there. He's worked real hard at his flexibility and strengthening his wrists and he had that hand problem last year and he said he's taken some steps to address that so he hopes it never happens again. Look, 2016 he led the major leagues in the ERA. Mm-hmm. Is he going to do that again? I'm not sure. I think he's going to be really, really good.
0: I take a lot of criticism, Cap, for for having very, very few White Sox questions for you. Uh, the story of the uh, spring so far with the, uh, where the White Sox is are concerned is what?
6: Michael Kopech obviously is ready stuff wise to pitch in the big leagues. Mm-hmm. I mean, he hit hundred one the other day, wow. and the Sox announced yesterday he's heading down to the minor league. Look, he's never pitched other than like three innings maybe at the end of the year at triple A. Michael Kopek is a superstar talent, but he's got to learn how to pitch at the big league level. There's been guys that throw ninety nine miles an hour consistently and they get hit and you go, Wow, how does that guy keep getting hit? Because guys can hit velocity and you've got to learn how to mix your pitches. You've got to learn how to pitch out of trouble. And as Greg Maddox once told me, you gotta learn who you can pitch to and who you can't. Mm-hmm. He said there were days I threw it right down the middle. They said, you know what, that guy may hit it out of the park, but we've got a four-run lead, and I don't want to start an inning by walking somebody nibbling around him, and now I've got, uh uh-oh, i got another guy up, and there's men on. Kopech has to learn all of that. The other thing is, and there were some White Sox fans who tweeted at me and said, it's ridiculous, he should be on a big league roster.
2: You realize
6: the Cubs have Chris Bryant. They've had him for 15, 16, 17 They've got him for 18, 19, 20, and 21. And the only reason they have him for 21 is they kept him down for 10 days at the start of the 2015 season. So keeping Michael Kopech down for whatever it is this year, 10 or 12 or 15 days, allows you a seventh year of control. It would be absolutely jackassian to have that guy in the major league roster to start the
0: season. Yeah, we remembered that 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 very well. Cap, uh, Jake Arrieta, it's March the 7th. He's still looking for a job. Where's he going to land?
6: Oof. I thought he would end up in Washington and that they would go, I, we're all in. But obviously his demands are just unreasonable according to the major league teams because Philadelphia, from what I was told, offered three at 82.5. I mean, that's a lot of money. That's worth of $25 million a year, and he said no. So is he going to be sitting out there May 1st? Is he waiting for Jeez. the first major pitching injury on a contender? I don't know. I'm just looking at it going, you've got to be kidding me. Jake Arrieta on May 7th is still at home. He celebrated his birthday the last
0: couple of days. He's at home eating birthday cake with his family, and he's not with a team. That's unbelievable. And that doesn't make a lot of sense. Last thing on baseball, Cap John Jay signed with the uh, the Royals yesterday. A lot of the Royals fans uh, listening to us today. I thought he was a real. At first, I didn't like the signing last year. I didn't think they needed him. Boy, he made an impression on me, and I'm assuming a lot of Cub fans out there. I thought he had a big, big role for what he did. You know, there were times I thought this this guy's gonna might be the MVP of this team at certain points last year. He had a nice season last year, Cap. What kind of player are the Royals and their fan base going to get?
6: Well, first of all, they're getting one of the nicer guys that I've dealt with in my 25 years doing Major League Baseball. I'm a big fan of the guy, John Jay. Easy to deal with, plays hard, plays through nagging injuries. He was really well-liked in the locker room there. So the Cubs clubhouse will miss his presence. They just don't have anywhere for him to play. And to get him at more than half of what the Cubs paid him a year ago, I think they paid him $8 million. I think the Royals are paying him three-plus incentives. That's a bargain to get that guy. He's a really, really solid situational player. He comes up with big hits in big spots, and I think the Royal players will really love having him in the room.
0: Good stuff, Cap. We will uh, be watching you at the Atlantic 10 tournament do your thing. Cap, enjoy Washington. We will talk to you next week. Thank you, Cappy. Yep, next week you'll be talking to me from Mesa, Arizona. Nice stuff. Good stuff, Cap. We'll talk to you next week from spring training. Look forward to it. See you, buddy. David Kaplan uh, joining us as he makes his way to, I'm assuming, O'Hare to make his way to Washington uh, for some Atlantic 10 action. This Cubs team... Oh, they're going to be a fun one to watch again. Thankfully, get us through April, May, June, July. What happens in August? Oh, that's right. Football's back. The bells ring out and the banners fly. Uh, Shelby Mast, bracketwag.com. He's the bracketologist for 1700 KBGG. Talk to Shelby next when we continue here. On the Ken Miller Show, here until 2. More baseball conversation at 120. Chris Catillo does a terrific job chronicling MLB. He'll join us. Trent will join us as well. But next, it's Brackett, Wags, Shelby Nast. It's the Ken Miller Show, here until 2 on 1700 KBGG.
2: flight with evan henning every weekday from 8 to 9 a.m on the big talker 1700 kbgg For everyone to be Irish St. Patrick's
5: Day Falls on a Saturday this year Party right with Bennigans And the St. Patrick's Day party On Saturday, March 17th Starting at 6.30pm In the Holiday Inn Ballroom Live music starts at 7 With Moe's Garage Followed by Burning Sensation Until 1am And room packages are available To stay the night at the Holiday Inn If you have a little too much Irish spirit Your St. Patrick's Day party headquarters Bennigans on Merle Hay Road
2: Now at Menards, save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. Get a garage door you can trust and depend on from Ideal. They offer a variety of styles and features. Right now, all Ideal garage doors are 11% off. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Good through March 10th. 11% savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big
4: money at Menards.
6: For all the big plays that remind you why you love sports, Buffalo Wild Wings created B-Dubs Watch and Win. So when you watch them here, you win
2: stuff here. Like a guy scoring 50? Yep. Like getting a triple-double? Oh, yeah. Or airballing the game-winning shot? What? No. Now, with the new
6: B-Dubs Watch and Win, you can win real stuff in real time when you watch sports at Buffalo Wild Wings.
2: Wings. Beer. Sports. Rewards, events, and triggers vary. Terms and conditions apply. See participating location for details.
6: Ladies and gentlemen, today's opponents on man versus train. At the crossing we have Rick, a 175 pound frustrated man who's running late for work. And on the tracks we have Bull, a million pound freight train that takes
2: a mile to stop.
6: Let's see who comes out on top.
2: You can't beat a train, so don't try. Stop. Trains can Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration.
5: Your home for high school sports is 1700 KBGG, and 1700 will bring you the 2018 Boys State Basketball Tournament. Join me, Trent Condon, as I bring you play-by-play action of the best teams in Central Iowa through the championships on Friday. If you're shut out watching on TV, listen in on 1700 AM and streaming live on 1700 KBGG.com. The Boys State Basketball Tournament is presented in part by Renovated Solutions. Thinking about a home project, don't just think about it, do it with renovated solutions. Join the American Lung Association's Fight for Air Climb in downtown Des Moines on April 8th to help fight lung disease. Register today at fightforiowaclimb.org or call 515 309 9507. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at therookiesportscards.com.
4: You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR.
6: You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options.
3: All
6: right, let's
2: go. Let's go. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. You suck. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG.
0: Hi, welcome back. This is the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself. Uh, with you until uh, 2 o'clock. We will do a lot of uh, recapping the first three days of the boys' high school tournament. I haven't seen Trent since Monday. He's here now. Uh, Right now, though, we're going to talk to Shelby Mass. He's bracketwag.com. Always enjoy having Shelby on. Uh, And he joins us. Shelby, uh, Ken Miller, Trent Conan, thanks for popping on. How are you, Shelby? Oh, busy. I'm tired, but I'm doing good. <laughs> yeah, well, you got some time. You'll be able to catch up on some of that sleep as of uh, Sunday uh, evening. Hey, uh, Big yeah. Twelve tournament starts tonight, Shelby. I have a feeling that you're going to say that there are. I mean, even tonight, Oklahoma State. I think need to beat Oklahoma. I think Texas probably has to beat Iowa State. But you're the expert. Uh, how about those two games to, you know, to lift the curtain on the Big Twelve tournament? How big is Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and then what if Iowa State pulls the upset and knocks off Texas without Mobamba?
3: Uh, I'll start with the first game, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma, I feel, is in the tournament no matter the result of this game. Oklahoma, <laughs> excuse me, Oklahoma State is on the outside looking in but they're one of those teams that I'm keeping my eye on. I think if they can beat Oklahoma and then beat Kansas for a third time, it's going to be really hard to keep them out of the tournament. Uh, as far as Texas-Iowa State, Iowa State has to win it all, no doubt. Yep. Texas, I think, can, would be okay if they took a loss, but they won't feel secure. Uh, get the win, and you're in.
5: Be, uh take us back to when we saw the selection committee and uh, their thoughts on – on the teams, the 16 that they released. Sometimes I think we forget what this group is looking for. What were some of those talking points? And as you're putting together your bracket, do you still reference back to what we saw here about a month ago? Yeah, I do
3: a little bit. Last year was the first year they did it, and there wasn't a whole lot of movement uh, from any of those teams until the the final bracket. This year I think there will be more movement, uh, as Oklahoma has absolutely fallen off of the four line. Uh, I think there's several of those teams that are still right up in there in it. Uh, I do agree. I think Michigan State is going to end up at three, and that's going to make a lot of people very mad. But you look at their resume, and they just haven't beaten a lot of quality teams. Uh, I think Michigan has scooted themselves Mm -hmm. up and into that top four, probably ahead of Michigan State by beating them twice and winning the Big Ten tournament. Uh, But I think the top one and two lines are probably going to look very similar to what they did. Uh, and then the three and four lines, you'll have some new teams in, but not as many as a lot of people might think.
0: Uh, I wanted to to go to the Cincinnati-Wichita State from, the, from this past weekend. Had Wichita State won, would they be on the two line uh, and then knocking Cincinnati down to the three? Because as of today, as of this morning, at 5.30 a.m., which was your latest update, you've got Cincinnati on the two, Wichita State on the three. Had the outcome been reversed, would your bracket be reversed? I don't think so. I, I didn't run the numbers because I don't
3: like to do too far in advance usually. Um, but I think, which I'll say, that being a home game, that's one that they are more expected to win as opposed to Cincinnati winning on the road. That boosted them, and the committee had them on the two line, and they fell off for me for a little bit. But I think they're back and they're looking tough.
5: At the top, uh, most people think that Virginia is the number one seed, the overall number one and uh, they are clear-cut above everybody else. If they'd get knocked off early, any way they fall out of that number one position, or is that as close to a lock status for the top spot as we can have?
3: Uh, I think they're a lock, because if they lose, it's one game. They can't lose multiple games until Selection Sunday. So one more loss, considering what they've done so far this year, I can't see them falling.
0: Uh, Bonzi Colson is back. Uh, what does Notre Dame have to do? Do they have a chance now with Colson uh, and will his absence is, as long as he was out, will that factor into things at all? Uh, is that a misnomer Shelby?
3: No, it's not, but this is a unique situation because usually when a player is injured, they're out for the year, uh-huh. unless it's one or two games, you don't see a player missing an important player, uh, and he's very important to that team yeah. an important player missing significant time and then coming back before the tournament so it's going I'm really interested to see how they how they handle this uh, with him they, he played 16 games to start they were 12 and four and they had home losses to Ball state and then a neutral loss to Indiana two teams that are not were not that good this year so they weren't just tearing it up they were a good team but they had flaws uh, without him, they were a worse team. Uh, now that he's back, they've gone 2-1, and one, and they beat Pittsburgh twice. So there's nothing about that that makes me
5: jump up and down sure. just
3: yet. Beat Virginia Tech, we'll talk a little bit more, beat Duke, and it'll probably be tough to keep them out.
5: Question that, in the grand scheme of things, won't matter because Loyola won it all. A bit surprised, though, to see you have them on the 10 line uh, as the champion of the MVC. If they would have lost that championship game, How good a shape would a Loyola have been for a a spot? And what led them uh, to jump all the way up to that 10 line for you?
3: I felt that they would probably be in if they lost, depending on other bubble teams' results. They would be in a position where they couldn't control it. They couldn't impress the committee anymore. What has helped them, I think, that win at Florida is looking better and better. Mm -hmm. Teams of their caliber, of their status, they don't get opportunities like that too often to play those big boys. And they went to Florida, and they beat Florida, a legit win. No injuries on Florida's side. Uh, And Florida has really bounced back these last couple weeks, and they're up on the four line for me. And so I I feel loyal. If you get there to the 10 line, I may be a little too high on them, but I I think I'm going to take my chances right now.
0: Uh, Can you put Nebraska fans out of their misery as we sit here on Wednesday, March the 7th? Of course, the Big Ten is done. Uh, Does Mm -hmm. Nebraska have any chance to get in?
1: I don't
3: think so. I would love for this team to be in. They're a fun team to watch. Yeah, they are. They just just didn't play the schedule that the committee wants. They don't have enough big wins. They got Michigan, and that's it. And that's not enough when other teams have multiple wins against solid competition. Uh, I'm sorry to say it, but I can't say no completely because the committee has done some things in the past that makes you scratch your head. But realistically, I don't think they'll be in. I think they're NIT-bound unless you get about 10 or 12 teams that are right by the cut line that all lose. I think that's a pretty slim chance.
5: How about their in-state brethren, the Blue Jays from Creighton? Solidly in the bracket, doesn't appear any way that they would fall out. But if they got a run here, what what's the highest upside in your mind for that Creighton program?
3: If they were to win... Uh, the, the Big East Tournament, I could see them getting to the 6 or 7 line. I've got them on the 10 line right now, and I'm not convinced they're 100% safe. I think if they lose this first game, then if other bubble teams scooted above them, they could slide down and out. It would take a lot of teams doing that for that to happen. So I, I think they're probably going to be in, but don't go lose that first game and and test that theory. Uh, but it, you know, make a good show and get to, you know, get to the finals and win the whole thing. I can see them getting up to a six, seven, eight is probably more realistic.
0: Is Kansas uh, the one team, I mean, if, if they get knocked off, let's say Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma, and I believe they will tonight, and then they beat Kansas for the third time, which in itself would be an amazing feat uh, that yeah. Bill Self would lose to the same school. He never does twice until this year when Boynton <laughs> got him. Uh, but is Kansas the, of your one seed, Shelby, uh, is Kansas the most likely to fall right now? Villanova, Xavier, Virginia, and Kansas are your ones. Kansas uh, in the most tenuous spot, should they lose early?
3: Yes, if they lose early and Duke has a nice run in the ACC tournament, then I will move Duke ahead of them. Uh, I, Cincinnati might have an outside shot to get there, but I don't think so. But I think Duke is their only real competition for that last one seed.
5: Shelby, you're putting the brackets together. We're getting auto bids that are being hit up, and uh, with it, have you been able to watch much basketball, or is it because it's in a constant state of flush? Because I'm wondering, of these automatic bids we've seen the last couple of days, is there any teams you feel like have a chance of pulling an upset in the first round?
3: Well, I like Loyola Chicago. Okay. And I- I'm watching mm. probably tremendously too much basketball, uh, <laughs> but my wife is very forgiving, so that's good. And I work from home, which is very nice as well. Uh, Murray State's one I'm keeping an eye on. They're pretty good. At South huh. Dakota State last night, they won. They won at Ole Miss this year, and Ole Miss is not that great of a team this year, but for a team of their caliber to go on the road, like Loyola, and win at one of the Power Five schools, that's impressive. That helps their confidence. And they beat them legitimately. it was no fluke or anything like
0: that, And you've got South Dakota State the fighting Otzelberger's, on the twelve <laughs> line would love to see that that five twelve matchup you know the uh the uh West Coast conference crowned Gonzaga again uh last night as they just uh, blew b y u out this 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 is this a team in me? Mean, look, we know that they've been there before, but can they get back there? Is this Gonzaga team maybe flying under the radar a little bit a little bit? I,
3: they might be. The thing about them is they've they have had such great success, it's hard for them to fly under the radar true, too yeah. much anymore. The East Coast Riders probably don't follow them as much just because of the time difference. The so, same with the Pac-12 schools. There's just such a big big time difference, and most of these games are on late. I'm in the central time zone, so I've had an extra hour to watch. I've seen them play plenty. They're a very good team. They've got the experience, not all the players, but a lot of them of being in that Final Four. The coach finally has got that monkey off his back. I expect them to come in playing looser and freer, not having to worry about, can we finally get coached to the Final Four? They've done that, so now let's just go play basketball, and they can be a dangerous, dangerous team.
0: BracketWag.com, BracketWag.com. Shelby, you're updating it once. Every, or every day you're updating it now, once a day, twice a day in some respects. What are you doing? Uh,
3: uh, since January 1st, it's been every day. I'm going to try to do it a couple of times during Saturday, but the way these games line up, it's, it's, I have found it's becoming tougher and tougher to do that.
0: Great stuff, Shelby. We appreciate our relationship with you. Thanks for coming on. Glad to do it, guys. Thanks for having Good me. Good to talk to you. Shelby Mast, you can read him at USA Today. Uh, he's the bracketologist for USA Today, and you can see his bracket and what went into it in the last four in, moving in, moving out, on life support, no longer considered, et cetera. Bracketwag.com, Shelby does a nice job. Did you see? now you were no, you were off last night. No, you no. didn't. You got the game last night. I had a game last so night. So did you see Gonzaga at all last night?
5: No, nope. Uh saw now nothing. You had Waukee last night. That was Waukee a hell of a Johnston, game. yeah, Waukee, their first ever victory in the state tournament. Isn't that incredible?
0: That, that surprises me. When I read that today, I, I I would have thought that they would have had a win somewhere.
5: Right, and uh, good teams year after year. Coach Old does a great job, but mm-hmm. uh, in the semifinals Drake for the first Rad. time ever. Yes, yes, and. Uh, Couple of guys on that team, a couple of younger guys, including their junior, Dylan Jones, six eight, real springy kid. Thin.
0: Uh-huh.
5: Drake might be a good place for him. I think Coach Old like to see that. Is happen. he getting some looks? He is. You know, he's he's looked at probably right now as he's a D one player. Lower end. You mm-hmm. know, we see as Albany seems to always offer the Iowa kids, you know, places like that. You That's see some true, Summit League do, teams yeah. that are that are being involved, but uh not quite to the MVC yet and and for so many of these kids that are going to that are juniors or sophomores this spring is going to be huge. After the state tournament here and going into next year, we'll get into that a little bit on the other side. We've
0: got time to do that, Trent. We're also going to do some baseball. Chris Cotillo will be here. We look forward to that conversation. Uh, But we'll take a quick timeout. We will come back with the 1 o'clock hour. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I, every Monday through Friday, well not next Thursday and Friday, we've Ah, got wall-to-wall Westwood One coverage of the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. Back with the final hour of the show. It's coming up next. 1700 KBGG.
2: Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We're Artiki and Tierney giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Boom!
7: com or call four four zero one one. Three. Advantage Financial and Tax Services, located in West Des Moines.
5: Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 hundred Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio.
4: Hello, basketball fans. This is Bruce Gerlman, and I own Jethro's Barbecue. I opened the original Jethro's 10 years ago near Drake University. There are now seven Jethro locations around the metro to serve you. Tournament time is barbecue time. Jethro's has been voted the best barbecue, best wings, and the best ribs in the city. Come to Jethro's and take the world-famous Adam Emanecker Challenge. Stop in and see me. I am Bruce Gerlman, and I own Jethro's Barbecue. Order online at jethrosbbq.com. When you're hiring,
6: you don't want to sort through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Daryl has hired with Indeed. Nothing has been this simple, this easy, and this effective. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Host a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, today's opponents on man versus train. At the crossing, we have Rick, a 175-pound frustrated man who's running late for work. And on the tracks, we have Bull, a million-pound freight train that takes a mile to stop. Let's see who comes out on top.
2: You can't beat a train, so don't try. Stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration.
5: Walk to prevent suicide. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and participate in an Out of the Darkness Community Walk. Register for a walk near you at outofthedarkness.org. Suicide takes an enormous toll on families, friends, coworkers, and entire communities. Walk to raise awareness. Walk to raise funds for research, education, advocacy, and...